Welcome to the Intentional Parents Podcast. Intentional exists to help parents in their God-given task to raise passionate Jesus followers. We exist to bring hope, help, and healing to families. Each week, we will talk about anything from parenting, marriage, lifestyle, and what it looks like to follow Jesus in our time. Intentional is made up of Phil and Diane Comer and Brooke and Elizabeth Moser. I am Brooke, and the funny thing is, we are all family. Elizabeth is Phil and Diane's daughter, so we're a family figuring this thing out together. We hope this podcast feels like you're sitting with us in our home talking about how to do this thing called life together. Elizabeth and I are your hosts. Let's get into this week's podcast. So before we get into today's episode, just want to remind you that this is part two of the five ways to bless your children. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, pause really quick, go back and listen to the first episode to get the first two or three points and then resume here. Thanks for tuning in today. And that leads right into the next one is attaching high value to the one being blessed. So Mm -hmm. we attach high value. We tell them this little one, let's use kids as an example. We tell them what they actually bring to the family and what they specifically mean to us. And this is important, especially when they're young. And the reason why is because they can't earn it yet. And I Mm -hmm. think that's an important thing to remember. We're telling our kids at a very young age that they are valuable Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with with what they've done for us or what they've accomplished. We just attach high value to who they mm-hmm. actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the another part of of that exact space in uh, Genesis twenty seven, the story we're referring back to, um, Isaac says, "Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord is blessed. Let the people serve you." Uh, this is a picture of a really valuable person mm-hmm. in yeah. in the mm-hmm. Old Testament. This is not just like anybody it's like hey the nations are going to bow down to Mm -hmm. you like Mm -hmm. he's obviously attaching a high value Mm -hmm. thinking you my son are an important person and i'm attaching Mm -hmm. that to you so Mm -hmm. other thoughts on that well i just think this is very specific this takes really like seeing your kids and asking god for insight of like what does this four-year-old bring to our family if you're Mm -hmm. unsure Mm -hmm. i think it becomes more clear as they get older but Mm -hmm. And specifically calling out, hey, like I'm thinking of our daughter Scarlett, who's this, like, she's more like me than I thought she was. She's like a planner (laughs) and she's, but yet she can, if the plan changes, she's the quickest one to have a positive spin on, okay, well, let's go do this. Mm -hmm. But she adds so much in just her ability to plan and keep us all on track and Mm -hmm. have a good attitude when things change. And so it's specifically saying, Scarlett, our family would not be the same without you. Mm -hmm. You bring so much to our family. Mm -hmm. And I love that you have such a good attitude when the plan changes and you'll help us form a new one really quick. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't be able to do that without you. And and also I think it's important that it's a variety of things because God's gifted us all uniquely in various ways. Mm -hmm. And not putting our kids in a box and saying, this is the one thing you add to our family, but just anytime you notice, wow, that experience would not have been the same without you. I'm so glad you're on our family team. Mm -hmm. And we we use a lot in our family when when somebody in our family is struggling, we say, guys, what are we? We're a team. Mm -hmm. So when one of our teammates is struggling, we all reach down a hand and and we help pull them up because we're not, we, we need that team member. We're not the same without that person. But I think just having a constant atmosphere in our home of seeing our kids and calling it out 
and each of them specifically because what starts to happen is then as the kids get older, they start to do it to each other. They, do, they start yeah. to yeah. notice even watching the affirmation circle yesterday and watching Birdie was having a hard time with the intention being on her and she was afraid somebody was going to get loud. But watching the older kids know how to talk to her, mm -hmm. know specifically yes, like I what tone of too. voice to use. I didn't teach them any of that. That's just what they've they observed. It, yeah. And just hear their specific encouragements and things that they noticed about her. And they were all things that she adds to our family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so to watch that, wow, like years of doing this because you passed it on to me, you guys gave me that language and now they're taking it on. It's taking a whole nother life of its own mm -hmm. and they genuinely mean it. Yeah. And it's this beautiful yeah. thing that can happen and it can start even if you haven't been blessed, even mm -hmm. if you haven't received any mm -hmm. of this and it's going to feel extra awkward mm -hmm. and it's going to feel forced but you can change the narrative in your home yes. and can have this be a part of everyday conversation. And, yeah. and here's what's important about attaching high value. You know, we did do the fun thing, you know, stop somebody, you know, stop one of the kids. Hold on just a minute. I love you. I appreciate you. I enjoy you. That's great. But attaching high value is much more specific. It's what is, what is it about you that yeah. makes me want to, to be close to you and love having you a part of our family and yes. kind of essential for us to work as a team, which makes me think of the the family of God is considered mm -hmm. the body of Christ, yep. two different metaphors that, you know, um, every part has value. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The fact is in our culture, in our culture, in our world, inescapably, we put more value on certain people, the superstars mm -hmm. and less mm -hmm. value on the custodians who, you know, or the admins who make it possible. Yeah. Um, but in our families, I think we can overcome that because some of the quieter, less observable strengths need to be called out. Um, um, you know, I, I, I'm going blank on trying to think of an example, but I mean, yeah. yes, you, you are attaching high value to somebody's sometimes their determination. And so they win the race. Yeah. But what about that child who enters the race with no possibility of, of winning the race? Yeah. You know, you're attaching high value to what you see in that person because that person actually made the race work yeah. and made the race fun. Mm -hmm. And, and had a lot of courage to do that. I used to collect years ago in vint from vintage stores these things called Sunday paintings. Hmm. And they were people who had the courage to create a painting. And they were never going to be a, a Rembrandt. They were never oh, going to sell their paintings. Hmm. They were just, you know, uh, uh, they worked hard at it. Mm -hmm. And they learned how to do you know, a, an amateur painting. And I hung them all on the wall for my own sake to realize how much courage it took for them to do that. Whereas mm -hmm. I would prefer, I'm never going to try painting because I know I can't paint yeah. beautiful pictures. And if I can't paint beautiful Perfect pictures, pictures, I'm not why even going to try. Paint it all? Yeah. But that's not a, that is not a healthy thing to pass on to our children. So just yeah. letting our children say, you try really hard. And even though I see, mm -hmm. you know, in, in Birdie's case, mm -hmm. even though, going even having a birthday party is hard for her just mm -hmm. calling out the fact that she had the courage to have one anyway. to try to have another yeah. birthday party. yeah 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 with birdie we learned a new thing whisper singing but then we mm -hmm. had whisper affirmations <laughs> yep. we said it all. Yep. Uh, i don't have much else to add except uh the thought came to me 
that each of your, uh, all of our children are of high value because they're gifts from God. Yeah. Yes. Psalm 127, they were given to us as mm-hmm. gifts. So that gives a value. And then Brooke, when you were leading communion yesterday at, at church at Riverbend and you quoted Ephesians 2, that yeah. by grace you've been saved through faith, but then you quoted verse 10, for we are his workmanship yeah. created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So I think that that's like attaching high value to every one of your kids. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. I can't wait to see what, you know, what God's going to do yep. for you. And we're going to, we're going to talk, I think about more about that, but I just think that, that we realize that these kids are gifts and they're valuable because God says they're valuable yes. and he mm-hmm. has things prepared. What for them. a gift to give your yeah. kids in this yeah. time when they're searching for meaning and yes. purpose mm-hmm. and am I valuable and am yeah. I special? We're in a culture and time where everybody wants to be special and everybody yeah. wants yeah. to be famous. Equally special. Yeah. But you have to like realize Everything. how much of that comes from potentially, you know, I don't want to pick apart this and I'm not a social scientist, but how much of that comes from the lack of the blessing that comes yeah. that, that we need this hole in our heart that nobody's filling or knows how to mm-hmm. fill. One of the saddest things I see in my generation, even now is the lack of ability for adults in our age and stage of life to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And I want to give you a little secret. If you're listening, if you want to be a good friend or at least appear to be a good friend, just start asking questions, listen and see how people just begin to unfold to you. And I say that mm-hmm. not, not in a, judgmental way to say we have lost the art in my opinion at Mm -hmm. least right now yes in especially in different cultures of taking interest in who people are Mm -hmm. and i think some of the times it's because nobody ever actually attached high value to us so we don't know how Mm -hmm. to attach high value to other people you feel kind of worthless and you're like i don't really care about your life i'm just really struggling Mm -hmm. with my own life and Mm -hmm. and we forget to ask these questions and so i think it's just a really important thing that we can give to our kids to create security in them but also like can we just start a movement of like thinking and asking people questions and say hey who are you where are you from? What's going through your life? Like, how can I pray for you? All that kind of stuff. Okay, you know, Diane wants one, to say something. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to remember this, Elizabeth, as a good memory or as a terrible memory because you were very <laughs> shy and introverted. But for years, uh, Phil was an associate pastor. And um, in Santa Cruz, uh, at a church there that we were at there, um, we Every pastor had to, I think there were four pastors and you had to, you had your main duty and then you had several others that just Mm -hmm. kind of got stuck with. Somebody had to do, right? (laughs) So we we had a choice between, what what did they offer you? Yeah, well, my primary job was a worship pastor, but they said, you either also need to be the children's pastor or the seniors pastor. Well, I'm really smart because children's ministry, that's That's intense, man. It's like tons of volunteer coordination and people calling up Saturday night. I'm not going to be there tomorrow. So we had this group of seniors. This is about 20 people. They were all, there was one guy, the guys that all died. (laughs) They were all older women. And so I said, I'll take the seniors. And Mm -hmm. what that meant was once a month, (laughs) we would take them on an excursion out to brunch or or have a potluck at the church church or or at our house. We did one at our we house, did I think. We did some at our house. So, anyway, so, but yeah. we noticed that it was, we were homeschooling our kids, so they had to come with us. And yeah. we noticed that they would not um, pay attention or they were not, a, let's put it this way. The first couple of times, they were not a great blessing to the people they were around <laughs> or to us. Like, when are we going to go home? Yeah. Um, so we did a little game and because our kids are really competitive and they like rewards, liked rewards. So we, I said, okay. Um, I'm going to challenge you to, I want you to as many people as you can, but it specifically <laughs> has to be one person. 
answer three questions and you have to come home and report tonight at dinner. You're going to tell us the answers to these three questions. And we made up different questions, different times, like yeah. where you were born, um, what was life like when you were a kid my age? Mm. So, that, you know, like an eight-year-old, four-year-old, yeah, five-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think they they kept asking how old you are. We we did let them know that that generation didn't like to be asked how old they were. <laughs> Especially when they had to um, say 93. Or, or, or if they had a certain memory, what's, what was wow. one of their first memories? Because I do remember that one that That's John cool. Markless sat next to a man this time who was, um, there was actually an alive man at that group. <laughs> they were all really old. Um, and he said his first memories was Pearl Harbor. He oh was goodness. John Mark's age wow. at the time, and he his first memory was the attack on wow. Pearl Harbor, and he listened to it all on the radio. What a different stage um, of life. But my kids took to that like ducks to water. I mean, yeah. they they would just started asking questions, and Elizabeth, Rebecca especially learned something that she then taught the rest of our family, and that if you can ask questions long enough to get in on what makes somebody really talk, like mm -hmm. a lot you found their like spot mm -hmm. and they'll carry the whole rest of the conversation you don't hardly have to say anything anymore <laughs> there. but really it was really mm -hmm. insightful of a little girl recognizing that the most quiet reserved non-communicative person will start really talking yes, if, if you can you find their thing yes hit that key question so yeah. that's just just a tiny example and we did it really for self-serving purposes yeah. we wanted our kids to be well behaved yeah during this i'm really glad dinner. you mentioned this though because i remember you and elizabeth when you're on staff at a church for a while um and you were constantly because you're so good at this having people over asking them all about and how long are you going to be here and what are you doing what are your dreams and and you would you you got tired because nobody ever asked a question yeah. about yeah. you it was and, weird. yeah and was, it's the jesus it way to not to not you know i should need that but yet it was no, hurtful no. so i think i think it's showing yeah. interest in others. i mean mm -hmm. it's Show exactly what others. it says in ephesians and philippians too yeah. jesus you know this said about jesus who who's the perfect example again but do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit yes. regard one another as more important than yourselves don't merely look out for your own personal interests yes. but also for the interests of others and then have yes. this attitude in you that was in christ and he's our example but and i think and so, so and, yeah. and to be clear like if you're a friend and you're listening i i genuinely do like people elizabeth and i genuinely do mm -hmm. like to get to know people so it's not like a chore like oh we yeah. should ask your questions because that's going to mm -hmm. be good for us mm -hmm. I'm, we really are into that, but I'm I'm looking at our culture as a whole and going, if we don't help our children with this stuff, yes. mm -hmm. it will die. And it's because such an it important limits part. relationship. Yes. It limits how deep a relationship mm -hmm. can go if if you're not able to ask questions and if you're not able to encourage. Like oh. think of all the things that oh, yes. we may notice about somebody, but we never say. No. Yes. What if we just started saying some of I'm not talking about the judgmental things, <laughs> the positive things <laughs> yeah. that we notice somebody do. What if we started just Saying, saying those that. and yeah. that yeah. we can change all of culture by changing the culture in our in our, in our homes, homes and between yeah. siblings and mm -hmm. with our kids like we can change all of that yes, all of us can. can have however many kids we have sent out into the world who know how to ask good questions and who know how to encourage yeah. people mm -hmm. yeah. because they've experienced that themselves and, if and who know how to attach high value to somebody mm -hmm. and how to express that yeah yes. and i was just thinking with that yes it's so different than just saying to somebody you're amazing yes oh gosh 
Like uh, that's great. But and maybe are- <laughs> like maybe you need to start there because you never even you know that's hard. You're not for used you. to it, yeah. But it has to be so much more specific. Yeah. Which that. means yeah. you got to ask questions, which yes. means you got to get to know people. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Anyway, yes. we, but I, I don't want to digress too far here, but I think that's a really great point. And Elizabeth, I think you're amazing. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'll give you all the reasons not on this podcast currently. So the, the fourth thing we see when we're blessing our kids biblically is to, uh, is to specifically picture a special future for them. Mm -hmm. So this is like, if you're a dreamer, if you're really practical, this might be harder for you, but if you're a dreamer or kind of live in the prophetic space, this is the idea of here's what I see you becoming. Mm -hmm. So that idea that we, that we started with Phil and I in your phrase, your children will become who you tell them you Mm -hmm. see them becoming. This is some of that. You're Mm -hmm. picturing a future. You're looking at Mm -hmm. who they are Mm -hmm. and it's not just like a guess or like, Hey, I really Mm -hmm. want you to be, um, famous and make a lot of money so you can buy me stuff. <laughs> or this isn't like the the things even that you prefer. It's you knowing your child well enough to say, here's what I see in you. A, a practical example is uh, with Duke. He is always been, we named him, his name means leader. We, we've had a prophetic sense since mm-hmm. he was born that God was calling him to lead. We don't know what, but like he's got that quality in him. Like mm-hmm. if I say, Duke, your sisters are out of control upstairs. They're fighting. Please go lead them into peace. I'll say mm-hmm. that sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, dad, I got it. You know, he'll go up there and sometimes he gets it right. Sometimes he gets it wrong. But like he, we see that in him. Now yeah. we don't know where all of it fleshes out, but we also see like, he's just a natural, like mm-hmm. he's comfortable in himself. A story from yesterday that was just really funny is I was, uh, as Phil said, I was leading communion at our, communion at our church and uh, I, I had to make a quick announcement and they were like, saying, Hey, could you mention youth group? And I was like, Duke, you're in the youth group. Like, you know, this better than anybody. So I leaned over. I was like, do you want to just make this announcement for me? Like, I'll just call you up and you can just do it. And he's like, no dad, uh, no thanks. Like he's not, he's, he's not a person that's like itching to be in front of people. I mean, he's a a great, like one-on-one he's great, but he's not like, I'm going to get up. I need to be in front of you. He hates it. So he's getting all nervous. And so I was like, okay, no problem. I just figured you could probably do it if you want to. And then he stops and he leans over and he goes, Actually, Dad, yeah, I think I have three points. I, I can do that. <laughs> I can do that. And I was like, three points? And I, I didn't have time to ask him because I had to go on stage to lead communion. So I'm leading communion, and then the announcement comes, and then I call him up. I'm like, hey, for this announcement, I'm going to just bring Duke up because he's in youth group, and he knows what he's talking about when it comes to, like, what this event's like every week. And so he just gets up, and he's like, yeah, guys, so, um, yeah, why don't you come out to youth group on Wednesdays? It's at 6.30. We have three the three essentials, and I didn't know what he was going to say. I was like, what are the three essentials? <laughs> Essentials and, and whatever they are, you know, if they're off, like we have some some picking up to do. I was sure candy was going to be one of yeah, them. Yeah, I was sure of that too. And he just said, he goes, uh, the three essentials: uh, food, uh, food, Bible, and people. And I was yeah. like, yes, yeah. that's great. Yeah. He's like, so we eat, we have a good time right now. We're in our Alpha Youth series, di- diving deeper in the faith. And he's like, just leading the whole thing. I'm like, what is going on? And you guys were watching it. Like, I don't know what your perspective was, but, but I was sitting there going like, what is going on? And it made me so angry again, that everyone in this family is naturally good at talking in in public spaces. (laughs) And some of us like myself have to work incredibly hard to just be clear in any like normal conversation, not not to even mention like on stage. And he just gets up there and he's like, I got three quick points. (laughs) Let me give you an idea. I'm like, this is so annoying. But we almost saw like his, 
his his leadership's thing. And so, you know, we took that conversation like, dude, we see that you like yeah. have some real skill in this space and like yeah. have a natural gifting. Don't know what it means, but like yeah. anyway, that's a that's an off off. It's a great no, but that's, though, a, that's a great example of noticing we've noticed these qualities in him for a long time and other ones. He has other ones that that we for a long time I think we used to tell him like I think you'd be a really good engineer until he finally said Mom, I I don't want to be an engineer mm-hmm. like that. I yeah. don't actually want to be His personality does not fit that of an engineer in but the sense like does a his mind does very, you know? yeah, that's how I he's think wired. It's an ongoing evolving thing. We have another kid who's just extremely creative mm-hmm. and musically a gifted. She's a maker. Yeah, Scarlett's yeah. incredible at that. So we're just always noticing that in her mm-hmm. and knowing like, man, this, and not just is she good at it. She comes alive when she does yeah. it. So there's clearly something there. So we want to help her develop that and see if it's something. But what we have to squash is the YouTube. Uh, being oh my a gosh. YouTube, not her, but we, last night we were, we were talking and laying in bed for a second and, and our girls have this fun thing where they will like grab our phones and they can't open them because they're locked because we don't leave devices open in our house. And so, but they can open the camera from the phone. So they open the camera and Birdie has like, made insane amounts of funny photos. So they'll take weird pictures of their face or funny pictures. Oh, yeah. And then you'll be going through your photos later. There'll be like 15 oh. of the weirdest faces. She does it on my she phone. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and you find them and you're like, oh, Birdie's been here. And it's like the funniest co- co- collection. <laughs> it's like a collection of funny faces. But we got one yesterday. She opens the phone and it's Scarlett and Birdie going, hey guys, welcome, welcome back, back to, to my, my channel. channel. <laughs> and we're just like, oh my goodness, what is happening? And they're like going through an, a tutorial of the dinner that Elizabeth had made while Elizabeth and I were actually upstairs resolving an argument because <laughs> it was a hard day. And we're like, hey, kids, we need to talk for a minute. And they're making a tutorial. Anyway, so we didn't improve. Like we didn't go, hey girls, we're we not really encouraging see you. her becoming a YouTuber. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, not at all. But the point being, like, it could be in all sorts of different spaces. I know you guys did this with your kids, Oh, totally. I mean, what Phil really emphasized a lot was that by the high school years that we would be have already identified what our kids are good at. Like, Mm. what are they individually, uniquely bent towards? Yeah, I heard a pastor say one time, he's just so great with words and very articulate. He said, children are, are, are gifts from God. Uh, and they're they're not just to be molded; they're to be unfolded. Yes. And so I think you study them. That's what you're talking mm-hmm. about. You're studying Duke. You're studying Scarlet. You're studying mm-hmm. Birdie. And this, in order to picture this special future, you have to know your children mm-hmm. and study them, and then speak over them when you when and help and help direct them because. Um, Hopefully you're more mature than they are and you can, you can see them and, and you just have to give them some grace because when they may, I think I want to do this and you're already knowing, I don't think really you should do that. Yeah. But at a certain point you might say that, you know, I'm not sure that would be the best future for you, but I could mm-hmm. really see you mm-hmm. being successful in this direction. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, when, then when we speak that, when we see it and we speak it over them mm-hmm. and sometimes you see it when they're really little, you yeah. know, like mm-hmm. with Rebecca, we, we, we saw her. She ended up in the medical field for a while, but we saw that when she was a little kid, when Elizabeth fell and and her head was bleeding and Diane was freaking out. Mm-hmm. Blood. Call an ambulance. And, and, <laughs> you know, you were in a stroller and the stroller yeah. had fallen over. The old strollers, it was a metal bar there. You don't see that anymore. And, and it cut her head. And Rebecca's <laughs> down on the floor pushing her hair aside. 
saying, mom, mom, do you have a paper towel or anything? Yeah. <laughs> mom, it's not that bad. I've got yeah. it. You know, and so. Basically, it, seeing we, her come alive. In when, a crisis, in a in medical a crisis. crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, later on, when yeah. she wanted example. to become a respiratory yeah. therapist, we thought, yeah. Yeah. You we kind of, yeah. and we she ended that. up in the, the NICU. In, yes. the, in, yes. in yeah. intensive care for babies, which a lot yeah. of people just go in there and cry their eyes out. Yeah. She like, she loved was it. Born oh, for she it. still has the best tension of anybody that I've ever met of like loving motherly presence, but also like authoritative yes. in the right amount. Cause yes. you have to have like a certain oh, yeah. level of toughness, especially yeah, with when you're, the fierceness. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's like this level of like strength. Uh, I mean, meekness, strength under control. It's 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 a great yeah, thing yeah. that it she is. totally possesses. But I you love can that see that developing in her as a little child. Yeah. Nobody intentionally developing. It was just us being able to unfold. This is who God wired her to yeah. be. Where as Elizabeth, pretty much would hyperventilate if she <laughs> had to go into a hospital. You know, yeah. just the very atmosphere and smells and closed mm. you know it, it was not her place so mm-hmm. you can't just place a high value on one type of thing and the other i also remember john mark as a really little boy him just loving the written word he just mm. that boy just he he was super active um would have some would have called him hyperactive and i wouldn't i didn't like that i didn't like that he had a high mm. energy level um but you sit down on the sofa and you start reading his story and mm. he would just calm. Interesting. And, and then later as he would be able, the way he would be able to phrase things, his things was words and yeah. concepts behind words. And I remember him giving a devotional in seventh grade at, at youth group and us being astounded. There's, there's a gift here and other mm. adults affirming it. For yeah. us to have ignored that would have been a great tragedy or to have said, no, you need to be an engineer because my dad was an engineer and I valued that in my father. Yeah. Or you need to to go on to a career where you can really build wealth. Yeah. Um, and that's our value. And mm. so just noticing what our children gravitate towards. Elizabeth in our family has often played the role of prophet. So she's the person, the wisdom, if you want wisdom, concisely said and almost bullet pointed for you with just clarity, you go to Elizabeth and everybody in the family kind of knows that. I go to Elizabeth. I go to Elizabeth. <laughs> so email Elizabeth, her, her email address is. <laughs> you know, uh, if we could jump back into the Jacob and Esau yeah. story, you know, just to kind of yeah, wrap this I was this actually going to say, why don't you share that that thought yeah. about what happened? Well, because every kid is longing to to experience what God has for them and yes. what was I made for and what, yep. what you know, they want to be successful in whatever it is that, Mm-hmm. They're called to do. And so this envisioning of the special future, the child is longing for it. And so in the story here, Jacob, you know, out of deception, he receives this blessing. Like you said, yep. you're going to be fruitful and and uh, cursed be those who curse you, blessed be those who bless you, nations will bow down to you. So then Esau comes in from the field. He's got the game. He prepares it and he brings it in to his father who's who, who thought he blessed Esau, right? Yep. And uh, he says, who are you? He goes, I'm Esau, your firstborn. And it says that Isaac trembled violently. Well, who was it that hunted? You know, and so he realizes what's happened and that his blessing mm-hmm. has been stolen. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried out with an exceedingly great and bitter mm-hmm. cry and said to his father, bless me, even me also, oh, my father. 
And, uh, and so here he's realizing I'm, I'm longing for this blessing and I need mm, a blessing yes. too. Don't you see anything in me? What's my special future? And he mm. does, he does, uh, he does give him a blessing, but it's, it's not a pretty picture. And, uh, and it's interesting to me when you go on and read through in Genesis, I just looked at it because I thought, yeah, because we know that this. later this on in Genesis, Jacob, who remember he wrestles with mm-hmm. an angel, he has like an encounter with God mm-hmm. and he walks with a limp for the rest of his life, but his life has changed at that point. Mm-hmm. And later on as an old man, he's giving a blessing. Mm-hmm. But I looked for where Esau gave a blessing to his kids. It's not here. His genealogy is there, the wow. children that came and all this, but you never read in Genesis of Esau now being able to give a blessing to his kids. He never received the blessing mm-hmm. that um, I think he had longed for from his father and that God would have intended and for him he to have. And then sin it. got in the way and he lost that blessing and the yeah. blessing he received was not the one that he would have longed for. And then he, I don't, we don't know if he ever did bless his kids, but there's no record of it. So... Um, that he was then able to pass on this blessing. So we're talking about passing on a blessing to your kids so that one day they can pass on a blessing oh, to their kids. And then, you know, grandparents are involved in passing a blessing on as well. Yes. And you know? in this book, The Blessing, it actually outlines that for marriage, for grandparents, for mm-hmm. your children. So mm-hmm. it's not just in that. Um, so let's just, let's get to this last one. And then we want to mention quickly five things that uh, happens when you're not blessed, right? So the last uh, last part of a blessing, a biblical blessing, is an active, genuine commitment to fulfill the blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, that looks like us taking the responsibility to commit our lives, our time, our energy, our resources to helping them fulfill the blessing. Um, yeah. And that is an all-in situation, it right? Is. And and that's such a long game, right? But it's also something that is incredibly important. And we don't need to spend tons of time on this because I think it's pretty specific. It's you taking the time to figure out the first four to then apply this fifth one, a commitment to that kid to say, Mm -hmm. you know what, as you're developing, you know, you were sharing the story with John Mark, uh, as you're developing your writing skill, I want to help you. Or here's the different things that I want to give you that are going to propel your future. Uh, that I know that's for us with Duke. We're trying to figure mm-hmm. that out with Scarlett and our girls. Mm-hmm. How do we actually, you know, see what they're loving, what they're becoming, and then take time and energy mm-hmm. and money, lots of money, it seems like, uh, to, <laughs> to help them fulfill. Yeah, and college. And college. And like, yeah, education. This, this is education. Yeah. This, is, this is you knowing your child well enough to know if they would thrive in that environment or die in that environment, right? And it's also... if. By the time your child is a teenager, it can be a really wonderful um, conversational way to help them in times of trouble when they're being less than you know they could be. Mm-hmm. Reminding them this is the special future that you see for yourself. This is where you want to go. You're you, you're interested in this, but but reminding them well that might mean that does mean you need to get your homework done. Because mm-hmm. as boring as math homework is, you've got just a few more years of it till you're free free of it. But it's essential if you want to get to the next mm-hmm. step with with where your your special future is, is headed. Yep. And I'm actively committed to doing whatever it takes to help you through that. Yes. So mm-hmm. if it means tutoring, if it means us sitting down next to each other, if you need some help organizing your time, whatever it takes, I want to help you to be successful. Yes. The problem we have in our culture right now, I believe that, that lies being taught to parents of teenagers is that if you take that kind of an active commitment, you are a helicopter parent. You know, and and I feel like that's making parent 
some parents back off of their kids too young mm. and and just saying, well, it's up to them. They get yeah. to decide whether they're going to succeed or fail. And I think it's just a dangerous way to well, view it's a also 14 passive. year old or a 16 year old. It's passive parenting too. It and, is. and I don't mean, I don't mean that rudely. I mean, it is, I would, it would be so much easier to do that. It Wouldn't would it be, be so much easier mm-hmm. to be like, well, mm-hmm. figure it out. And I hope it goes well, but I kind of got my things and, and my it, issues and like, I hope it goes well for you. And you realize like, oh man, I know that you maybe don't regret that yet, but the end of that road is a hard is, one for them, because for you. It's just what we know from brain science. Their brains yeah. are not matured or developed to the yeah. to the degree that we expect sometimes of them. Yeah. So basically, they just need our help. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, you know, just practically speaking, if the idea, like if your child's really good at piano, but you don't provide a piano for them, right? Like that's yeah. one great example or a little yeah. keyboard or something. It's just, you back it up with your life. You yeah. back it up with your commitment mm-hmm. all in. And um, before we end today, I just want to talk about, you know, what happens when we are uh, not properly blessed. So I want to talk about one negative and then one positive. Are we okay with that? Yeah. Okay. okay so when you're not properly blessed or you're deprived of a blessing, some of our observations um, that we see not only in our lives, but in scripture are a few things. Um, One of the things that we see in ourselves and others is when you're not properly blessed, it leads to self-focus or insecurity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you guys, but that's real. That's real easy. Uh, The second one is anger. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of Look at Esau. He was an angry man. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah for almost his whole life and Uh wasn't able to pass the blessing on because he wasn't able to see that Uh example. Uh, Thirdly, unable to celebrate others' strengths and successes. Mm. This is a hard one. I see a lot. Yes. I feel this in competitive in, as an adult, when you're not really competing. It's like Mm -hmm. you don't want to say, oh my gosh, I'm so thrilled to see that this person got that Mm -hmm. reward or promotion or... Or that somebody's doing well in a certain arena. It's hard for us to come by and honestly set our own insecurity aside to go, I really see this and I'm so yeah. happy for you that this yeah. is happening. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's, I see that for sure. Okay. So on that one, yeah. we just had our son, youngest son, Matthew's surprise 30th birthday party. Oh yes. And you know, it had been a while since we'd all been together. It had been since Christmas, yeah. since we'd all been together. And in the meantime, Matthew had gotten a new job that is in a career that none of us can fathom because he is the only person in our family who who is gifted in this area of sales. He's just, he loves sales. He's slaying it. He's doing a great job. So we're drawing him out. And, you know, always I've said to the family, it's not boasting when it's us. We're celebrating with you because, like, you're one of us. So your success makes us feel really good. Yeah. And (laughs) so he mentioned something he had um, succeeded in, and everybody in the family's like, um, he was a, Matthew was low keying it. Yeah. I won this award or whatever. And, uh-huh. Yeah. And everybody else wouldn't let him low key it. They were just so proud of him. And, yeah. and here it is. This is not an area that any of us would succeed in, <laughs> but he alone at the table. But I just loved watching my kids celebrate his successes mm. and not allow him to downplay it in this sort of, you yeah. knew he was proud of himself. He yeah. can't hide that smile. Oh, yeah. But, you know, that the kind of, it's not the humble Christian thing to do. Yeah. You know? But yeah. in family, in the family, it's not boasting. And yeah. I think that's the one place 
where we well, celebrate. And, see, and I love seeing you guys celebrate each other's strengths and successes. And I think there's something to that. Like, you you know, when you create that culture, it's easy to celebrate with others. And mm-hmm. man, it helps you bless others. Mm-hmm. So fourthly, we see when you're not properly blessed or deprived of blessing, it's easy to, to become self-protective. Mm-hmm. Like we start protecting ourselves. We're, we're the ones that are trying to uh, make sure that everyone is is okay or safe or we're keeping ourselves safe yeah and then lastly and honestly this is just really toxic but it is critical of others we become mm-hmm. incredibly critical of others mm-hmm. when we're not properly blessed or deprived and honestly yeah. we don't want this in ourselves we don't want this for our kids yeah but i want to just give everybody hope the question that probably is looming in your mind that i know has been looming in my mind for a lot of years is what if i was not properly blessed mm-hmm. what if your family couldn't give that to you, didn't know to give that to you, or you came from a situation that was just so tragic and so challenging that there was no hope for something like Mm -hmm. that. Um, The coolest thing about this is that you can still be blessed. God is your father Mm -hmm. and he blesses us Mm -hmm. and you can actually take this framework we're talking about and you can apply it to your marriage Mm -hmm. and you can apply it to your friends. If you have a friend that you know has not been properly blessed, take Mm -hmm. them out this week, write these five things down and go through it. Put your hand on their shoulder and just simply say, I see who you are. You make eye contact with them. Speak over them. Attach high value to who they are. Picture a special future and then commit yourself to like help them do that. And you can actually begin the process of blessing your spouse, your children, other people as well. And I think that's an important reminder that none of us have to go without a blessing. Um, Phil's going to close this with something, but one one last thought is um, if you didn't grow up with this, there's a couple things that I've been processing through. I don't even know if I've talked with you about this, honey, but there's a practice um, that I've really loved and I haven't made it official in the sense of uh, writing everything out word for word, but uh, it's called stop, start and continue. And it's in your family. What do you want to stop? Like it, it, with this generation, with our family, what are the things we want to stop? Okay. That, that can be pretty obvious. But then the next thing is, well, what do we want to start? What are the things we want to start in our family? Maybe it's a blessing. We want to start being a family that blesses people. I wasn't able to have that. That's okay. I I can recognize and appreciate the past, but I also want to do something different in the future. And then the third one I think is really strategic and important, and that's continue. Because it forces you, no matter how good or bad your, your situation was growing up, it actually forces you to identify some good in what happened. The fact that you have life or have health at all, even if it's not optimal or things could be better, it forces you to say, what are the things that I really want to continue? Mm. So that practice is something mm. that's really important as you are in this process of becoming a family that wants to bless and pass on blessing. So, um, Phil, I know you were going to close us with uh, just one, the the passage of scripture specifically, uh, where I think it's Jacob is blessing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of years later after this whole story, you know, Jacob and Esau do finally reconcile. Yeah. You know, his anger subsides and, you know, after 20 years, there's this reunion and, and, uh, and, and they reconcile. But then later on, um, Jacob's name is changed to Israel. Mm-hmm. And of course he has the sons and Joseph is one of those sons. The whole story of Joseph happens after this. Wow. It's one of Jacob's sons. And so now Jacob, of course, you know, he's imprisoned unjustly and led away into slavery unjustly. And then eventually rises to become, you know, prime minister of Egypt, second only to Pharaoh. And, mm-hmm. and then the famine comes and his brothers come and, uh, don't even know who he is at first. And anyway, uh, by this point, uh, Joseph is grown and has his own children. So this would be Jacob's grandchildren. And he brings them Mm -hmm. to his father to be blessed. And so the very end of Genesis in the last couple of chapters, we read about this blessing. And um, 
and I in chapter forty eight. This is Jacob now, mm-hmm. who's who's blessing, and it's and so we're grandparents now. So the blessing is is now going to the grandchildren. But he says here, may the but in chapter forty nine, then he blesses each, each of his kids. So you can see what a blessing looks like in this case, yeah. and in chapter forty nine. But in chapter forty eight, before he gives this blessing to his children. Um, when Joseph, when Joseph has come to him with Ephraim and Manasseh, he said, may the God before whom my grandfather Abraham and my father Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this very day, the angel who has redeemed me from all harm, may he bless these boys. He's talking about his grandchildren here. And may they preserve my name and the names of Abraham and Isaac, and may their descendants multiply greatly throughout the earth. And I love that because we talk about uh, raising passionate Jesus followers is that what you're doing right now is a legacy ministry. It's not just your own kids, but your children's children. And what you're doing now is going to carry on. And here he's asking God to bless generations to come. And so I, I think that that's something that God wants to happen. It never happens perfectly, but his plan for the family is that this generational blessing would also flow where we now cannot just bless our four kids and the four of you who married into our family, but our grandchildren. And we do this um, every time we get an opportunity to, we're doing the same thing you're doing. We're looking for what do we see in them and what can we bless them for and speak over them words of blessing. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, here's a few ways that you can partner with us in this ministry. First is to give. Intentional Parents is a nonprofit and we rely on the generous giving of our partners. So please head over to our website, intentionalparents.org give if you would like to become one of our partners through giving. Second is to share it. If this has at all been helpful to you, we encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, and those that you know will be blessed by it. Third is to follow us on social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at intentional underscore parents. And lastly, if you would head over to iTunes, if you enjoyed today's episode and leave a review on iTunes, this helps us bring more hope, help, and healing for families.